episode 84 of Stormroad, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StormroadGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse Ariaga Monroe, and I'm joined today by Chris Ariaga 2 Lowry and Sean Pizzazza Collins. <laughs> hey, guys, going? Yeah, pretty Fantastic good. Fantastic after that intro. Yeah, that was yeah, a great no, intro. Some energy in it. That's what I mean. Intros, we record Jesse. in the afternoon. I have energy. Record at night, and I'm usually a little bit tipsy. <laughs> A but little, now I a have little my bit. morning can of energy drinks, like a gentleman. And we're good. It's after twelve, so you're good. How you guys going? Uh, yeah, pretty really good. good. Fuck, I can tell by that delay. Sean, we haven't seen you for a while. What have you been, what have, what have you been up to? What's new with you? Yeah, not too much, man. Um, got a new job, so I've been busy with that, and then yeah, trying to play games and fit them in where I can. I haven't been able to play games as much as I wish, but FIFA has just come out, which. Of course, is a bit of a topic at the moment, and I've been enjoying mm-hmm. that. Um, and from my shock, I for some reason thought Far Cry Six was coming out in like four months, but it comes out in a few days. So I forgot about it as well because so we've got a Metro Dread competition at the moment. If you want to enter it, just go into Twitter at Stormont AUS. We're really good at that, and just retweet and follow us. The tweet at the pin to our page. Retweet that one, you, and then follow us. You and me Metro Dread. You can win your own copy of Metro Dread. <gasps> Tell me more. Um, and I'm like, oh, what we'll do is have a you know, for a few weeks later, we'll do Far Cry. And Ken's like, you're a fucking idiot. They're coming out like the same day. <laughs> so we messed that up. Um, it also messed up my sort of roster for future episodes. I'm like, oh, you know, we'll do a whole Metroid episode. Then we'll do a whole Far Cry one. No, next podcast is going to be real busy. <laughs> real busy. But it'll be good. It'll be good. Chris, how you doing, buddy? You did your first stream last night. How was that? I did. It was good. Um, it was uh, a bit daunting at first, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got you fixed up. Don't worry, Papa Jesse will help. And this is when I thought I was. Um, I was just saying in the pre-show. So luckily, I just got my text back saying that I am COVID-free. I had my first COVID test yesterday. I woke up. Well, Gemma. Lawn and myself were streaming No Man's Sky a few nights ago. And I was just had a massive coughing fit, and they're just like, oh, "Maybe you have a COVID." <laughs> and the next morning, I woke up and I saw that cough and a massive headache, and my whole body was hurting. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe. So I went and got my first my first test. I thought I was going to get to this whole thing without having to get a test, but I thought I'd do the right thing, the responsible thing, go get go get tested out. And it's annoying because you need to most places you need to drive and be in a car for them to do it. I don't drive because they won't allow me on the roads, uh, which is probably the wise decision. But it means I have to sit in this little plastic seat. It was getting cloudy. I thought it was going to rain. Very daunting. They shoved a stick up. I mean, let's face it. Most people who listen to this have probably got one by now. They put this little stick in your mouth and they put the stick in your nose. And it's the same stick. They use two different ends of the same stick. But I didn't see the person flip it. (laughs) And I'm concerned that... Look, I know it's all still in my my sinuses. It's all it's all coming from the same place, but I don't want my spit and my boogers mixing together. Okay, it's gross. But the good news is I got my COVID results back, COVID free. It's something else, <laughs> maybe. COVID free since ninety so, three. COVID three. COVID three since ninety three. <laughs> I didn't even mean to fuck that up, and I did. Well. We mentioned that you were streaming last night. You were streaming a game that you've been looking forward to, and actually something that Sean's mentioned, FIFA 22. Yes. Now, the reason Keelan and 
Simon on this podcast is because whenever we talk about sports games, they're just like, <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> and other, you know, hilarious and original comedy um, that they do in regards to sports. So I thought I'd get two people here who know this shit about football games to explain to me where football games are at. What's the go with FIFA 22? Why is eFootball so bad from what I'm seeing? And what's the future hold for football games? Because I used to play a lot of them. Um, look, there'll probably be an episode on it in the future, but long story short, I broke my arm 15 years ago. Was told I'd never really move it again because of nerve damage, and I sort of taught myself to play games with my chin on the analog stick for about, about 10 months. And those little micro-movements I was doing with my hands actually helped fix my nerve damage. That's a story for another day. One of the games I played a shit ton of was whichever FIFA was out at the time. What What's what year did Italy cheat to beat Australia in the World Cup? Was it 04? 2006. 06? Okay, so it was FIFA... 06 then. FIFA 26. 26? Whatever it is. Um, because all of these events were linked. But anyway. So I, I, I do like football games. I used to play a fair bit of them. I've just never really gotten to them. And football, or soccer, if you will, is a sport that I... Well, no, I, I like at times. I really jump on the bandwagon when we woke up. But I can't get into, like, Premier League. I don't know why, but that, that's a me thing. Anyway, I digress. Chris, you were playing FIFA 22. You played it last night. What are your overall... You know, your initial impressions of the game? Uh, really good. Um, I'd heard some kind of... I hadn't really read reviews, but I'd seen a few things on Twitter um, that people kind of first impressions were good. Um, and yeah, I I really enjoyed it last night. It was <clears throat> one thing that I, I kept saying that it felt like I was in control of the game, whereas in previous FIFAs, it kind of feels like sometimes you go to do something and it's almost like the game just decides to do something else for you. Like with passing, you you feel like you've done the right thing and it just all of a sudden the ball just ends up in a completely different area to where you've, where you've kind of meant it to go. Um, but last night it kind of felt like if I missed a pass, I knew it was because I actually stuffed up. Like it felt like I was in control of things. So it felt really good. It felt really smooth. Um, the, the way I would describe it is it just felt really enjoyable and fun, which... Haven't I've uh, in the past for me FIFA games have always been very like competitive and not so much about having fun with them and I yeah last night I just had a lot of fun just playing games it was really good even the game that I lost I still enjoyed it it was it was really fun some damn good praise because most whenever a new FIFA game comes out you know I have a lot of people I follow online who who play a lot of FIFA and you guys have get real mad. You get, get real, real fucking angry at this game. So it's nice to hear that you're having, you know, fun with it. Mix it up. <laughs> Why not? Um, Shawnee, you've you played some now? Yes, I've played a fair bit of this year's FIFA. Cause Are you feeling the same way? I, I am feeling the same way. I'm one of those hardcore players. that. So the general release was yesterday, but then if you get the fancy Ultimate Edition, you get four days before that. And then there's also an EA subscription. If you subscribe to that, you got another like 10 hours before that even. So I was playing it last week. And I definitely agree with Chris. The general consensus this year is a lot better. Um, like any game, I think FIFA is always defined by the meta, which is what is... Um, like the op- the overpowered thing to do. And last year it was just pace merchants. You, if you didn't have someone quick, you were dead in the water. You couldn't compete. 
And this year they've slowed the whole game down and it feels a lot more even, which is good. Um, they've they've done numerous things with passing and, and that to make it a bit better. Um, and I also will mention as well that it's the first one probably made for the PS5, which is very nice and it feels very smooth and the players just move differently. Um, well, but- I mean, when I saw Chris streaming last night, the game looks the good. You expect it from FIFA games. They're always, it, it seems like a NBA. They're sort of your benchmark games for graphics. Yeah. Because they can do some really, really impressive things. But you mentioned the PS5. Chris, can you tell everyone how you how badly you fucked up yesterday? So I've I've been waiting. So I I considered jumping on the EA play um like the 10 hours the early access, but then I thought, no, I'm gonna wait until I knew I was gonna be streaming it on launch day. I thought I'm gonna wait until launch day, so it's kind of like my first experience with the game. Um, so naturally I pre-ordered it, uh, pre-ordered it from JB, um, and had a hell of a day yesterday, which was just, it was just a shit show all around. Uh, and then at about 4.30, I thought I'll quickly run down to JB and pick up my pre-order. Um, and I took my, my little one with me. Um, so we walked all the way through the shop and got to JB and I got it and, Walked all the way back to the car, and then as we got in the car, I sat down and then looked at it and thought, oh, for fuck's sake, I've ordered the PS4 version. Uh, which it wasn't. So the the Ultimate Edition comes with, if you buy the PS4 version, it comes with PS4 and PS5. I didn't buy the Ultimate Edition. I only got the standard, which means that it doesn't have, you don't oh, get the next-gen no. version on PS5. So <laughs> the downside with the JB at the moment is... Um, you can't return things or exchange things until restrictions ease. They won't, <laughs> oh, will not accept no. things back. They will not exchange things. Um, so I then had to try and think of what the hell am I going to do? Because I did consider just putting the PS4 version on and just playing the PS4 version. But then I thought if I do that, if I open the packaging, they won't let me exchange it later. So I then came home and had to then buy the PS5 version off of the PlayStation Store for $109. So all up, I paid about $180, $190 just for the standard version of FIFA to play last night. <laughs> and I oh, messaged no. Jesse and just I just straight away messaged him and said, I'm an absolute moron. Uh, now, to give you some, yeah. some context behind this, like I said, it was Chris's first stream, so I've been helping him this week making the templates, kind of guiding him through how to use it, making sure that everything was set up so he didn't have to stress too much. Doing that while sick, I'm just like, it's his first thing. I'm going to try and make it as easy and help him out as much as I can. But the moment he texts me, he's like, oh, I got the PS4 version. I was going to fucking kill you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to throw Chris under the bus, Chris does this type of shit often, okay? I've known Chris for quite a long time. And let me just tell you a quick story. Just just to diverge, (laughs) to really go to some effort to push him under a bus. So, Keelan, Chris, and myself, we used to be in a band together. Uh, a little, little, little pop punk-ish, pop rock, whatever you want to call it, outfit. And at one show, we were going to cover Thanks for the Memories by Fallout Boy. Great song. In the few weeks preceding that, we we mixed a little intro because it has, like, the strings and stuff at the start. We're about to go on stage. All Chris needs to do is hook his phone up to the, to the um, system, play it through his phone, and then we start the song. Easy. We're literally about to get on stage. He's on his phone. And we're like, Chris, we're ready to go? He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I just deleted it. 
for no reason, unprompted, he deletes the fucking song that we've been wanting <laughs> to do for weeks now. Just for no reason. So there's that, there's that time that we went to go to Doncaster, that's you a, went to Chadston. That's the that's story like, I thought you were going to say, is that, yeah, I, <sighs> Jesse and I were supposed to meet at Doncaster Shopping Centre one day, and he said, call me when you get here, and he said, I, I called him, and I said, yeah, I'm here, and he said, where are you? And I said, I'm out the front of Kmart, and he was like, okay, uh, I'll meet you there, and then he calls me about two minutes later, he's like, where are you? I said, I'm out the front of Kmart, and he's like, so am I, and we're both, kind of, I'm looking around, I'm like, I can't see him. I had accidentally driven to Dandenong Shopping Centre rather than Doncaster Shopping Centre. Took me about an hour. Like, with you, like, took me an hour and a half to get there, and then took me another forty-five minutes to then drive to Doncaster to meet Jesse. And by the time I got there, most of the shops were closed. It also took forty-five minutes for that for that other shoe to drop and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, came out near the near the, um, ba- near the Baker's Light. What Baker's Light? What do you mean? <laughs> what? Is there another entrance here?" Oh, God. Anyway, I, I thought I just wanted to have that divergence to throw under the bus there. Oh, now, I deserve it after to, yesterday. 100% you do. But look, you came good. Now, going back to FIFA, you told me about the gameplay, and it sounds good, it sounds fluid, it sounds smooth. What's new in it, feature-wise? That's probably a good question, because that was probably one thing that I actually noticed playing it last night, is that I didn't feel like there was a whole lot new. Like, even the yeah. layout of a lot of the menus is similar to the one before. Um, like, playing Ultimate Team, it was all very similar, just with slight changes here and there. It Kind of what Sean was talking about before, it feels like the big change is just in the like the meta of the game and the gameplay. Um, I didn't really, myself, notice a whole lot that was different. I don't know if Sean's kind of... He's played a little bit more than me, so I don't know if he's noticed anything else. Yeah, um... I, I think that the players move a little bit different, which is good, like slower, like I said. Um, the one thing I will note that's different, which is probably bad, is that I feel like they've given all the goalkeepers the blood of the Brownlow winning Joe Watson because they are yes. fucking ridiculous. Like when you play online or on Legendary. What's in that blood though? Yeah, um, <laughs> illegal substances. There was no positive test. I'll say it on this hey, soccer podcast, yeah. soccer um, video game podcast. Uh, can we get the hashtag? Give Job his brown low back. Um, yes, get it going. Uh, no, but the goalkeepers are fucking ridiculous, man. Like you could be five meters away, have the whole right side of the goal, and perfectly put it in the top bins, and they just have the reflexes of a fucking cat and save it. It's it's beyond this me. is the FIFA. This is the FIFA um, discourse I've been looking for. Yeah, okay, that's so Chris. You're just not there yet. It, it sounds like you're going to go back to normal and everyone's going to be real mad at the game. Well, that's a, that's one thing that I'm worried about is that I feel like I had a similar experience with FIFA 21, where the first kind of when I played on launch day, probably for the first weeks, so I thought, oh, the gameplay is really cool on this. And then EA did the typical EA things and brought in a patch update about a month or two in and tweaked a little bit of the gameplay, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, this gone back to what FIFA 20 was. So I'm hoping they don't do it this time because it feels like they've got a really good balance this year. I agree. It's so weird though. So when like an NBA com- game comes out, and I-, I don't really play the NBA games, but when you watch the trailers, they always have a mode where you sort of, you know, start off playing like, you know, street ball and you work your way up and there's like a whole story, career, narrative to it. And I like that. I think that's quite intriguing. I know... There's a few racing games coming out that are looking to explore that as well. FIFA doesn't really do that, do they? Like, have a main pseudo-campaign, do they? Well, they, they kind of do, but it's it's hidden 
underneath everything. So FIFA, if you were to like put it out there and show all the different modes, they we were talking before before we started recording about FIFA Street. We'll save that for later. But they introduced yeah. a mode last year called Volta, which is basically street football. So you can play that, you can make your pro, you can level them up, play with friends and whatnot. There's a career mode for but, people that are driven on starting a player's career, getting them through different clubs. You can do that as a manager as well. But I feel like that is all underneath the mode that is ultimate team, which is why that stuff doesn't get shown as much. Because they do have, I'll give FIFA credit, they have a lot of modes and are working on them every single year to make them better. But everything's just shrouded by ultimate team. But there's no like real like narrative, is there? They did have it. not at the moment. They did have a few years ago. They had a thing called the Journey, which I actually they loved. Um, That's what they had. It was, a, was Alex weird. Hunter was his name. Alex Hunter, yeah. yeah. It was it three three games? I think they did it over, or maybe yeah. Three. It was either two or three. Football name possible. The, the first one was kind of just testing the water to see how people liked it. And it was very short. It was probably like an hour and a half to two, a couple of hours of gameplay. Um, wasn't a whole lot. It was very short, but. I absolutely loved it. And then they continued the story in the next one. It was a lot more kind of in-depth and went a lot longer. Um, I don't know why they haven't kind of continued that because then they kind of ditched that and went to Volta, which Volta is fun. It's really kind of a, if you've got some friends over, have a bit of fun with some mates kind of thing, um, not get too competitive. Um, but yeah, it's I, a party game. I re- yeah, it's very much a party game. But I really liked when they did the journey a few years ago. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Hey, but you should have a mode, like a proper career mode. So you start off playing Volta, then you play an EPL, and then it becomes fo- football manager after that. You retire and you become like a manager or coach or president. What the fuck they call yeah. it? What, what do they call them in football? Manager. manager, right? Yeah, well, that's something they've added in this year is that once you've done with that career, you can go into the managerial side of it, which is cool. Oh, really? They've yeah. actually done that? Um, oh. Yeah, but in saying that, that's a lot of hours you got in yeah. to get that far. But it is there. Um, and just quickly, you mentioned just four party, like party games. I haven't tried it yet, but this year in Volta, they've added a bunch of party modes to play with friends where it's like oh, cool. the court's like a table, like a tennis thing, and you can play tennis and all other kinds of mini games like that. So, oh, man. Yeah, there's heaps of party stuff this year. I just haven't had the opportunity to jump into it myself. Yeah. Now, you guys mentioned ultimately, ultimate team, ultimately, ultimate team. Yeah. This is one of those things I keep seeing banned around. I don't know what this is. Is this just buying packs to get cards, which are players, and then having a better team? Is that what this is? In you its, Pokemon. In its most basic form, yes. Okay, sell, sell me on the concept there. You got this, Chris. You can explain this. Um, <laughs> there's nothing to sell here, is there? It's, it's... So there's... The packs is one aspect of it. That's kind of generally how you... You really kind of start off, which is what I was mainly doing last night, was just opening a fair few packs and you're trying to just pack those elusive players, those in in kind of your terms, Jesse, you're trying to find a Zapdos or a, a shiny yeah, Charizard. Speak my language. Um, yeah, you're trying to find those elusive players. My level. <laughs> Some people do it to then use those players. Other people use it to then sell them. And if you, like if you pack someone who's worth couple million coins and all of a sudden you, you basically set up you can just buy a, a really good team rather than having just the Hold one on, I thought really stop good you because it's something that we touched upon a while ago so a couple million coins you can buy the you can buy packs of coins right mm-hmm. for like real world money do we roughly know off the top of your head what, the, what they're going for the packs or the players 
Uh, can you buy coins? Uh, so you buy you buy FIFA currencies. points. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they get you. So there's the the coins <laughs> in the game, which is what you earn from playing games or selling players, and what players you buy players with or the coins in game. But then if you want to buy packs, there's like the typical. EA points or whatever, and you use those to buy packs and get players. So that's so you can't just be like, oh, I really want to get Neymar. He's he's one million coins. You can't chuck two hundred bucks in and get a million coins. That's not how it works. You got to okay. So you got to earn those coins to, to yeah the hard way. But that's where a so- lot of scrutinies come with gambling and whatnot because then some people would put five dollars in and get a few FIFA points and pack Neymar something crazy, and then there's people that put hundreds and hundreds of dollars in and get jack shit. That, that little bit of bitterness in your voice there, are you one of those people? I I don't want to spend that much money, but like, yes, normally at the start of every <laughs> FIFA, I'll, I'll put 50 bucks in, sure, why not, and see if I can get anything. But they changed it this year with the pre-order. You used to just get like two packs a week for a few months, and now this year they've given you like $50 worth of coins. Have you gotten anyone like actually worth selling before? Yeah, I've... I've my friends always give me a bit of shit, which is fair though. I always get good players at the start. Like last year I got, I think he was the third best player in the game or something like Kevin De Bruyne, which is like, so the players have overalls. The highest is like 93. He was a 91 overall player that I got, I think the first day of FIFA. But you, Chris, anyone? Um, not in the last FIFA. In the one before that, I packed quite a few good players. Um. Not in the last one, though. I didn't have great pack luck. Although, having said that, um, in FIFA 21, I kind of changed the way I was building my team where I didn't buy as many packs and I didn't focus on packs. So so there's something else that's in the game which is called a squad building challenge or an SPC. Yes. Which is essentially where you... Like, there's certain requirements to meet that, that squad building challenge and you submit players from your club. So the players that you've got, you submit those cards and you get something in return. Sometimes it's a pack. Other times it might be like a really boosted player. Um, and that was really what I focused on doing last year was I had a, a French team, a Ligue 1 team. And I just kind of, anytime there were French or Ligue 1 SBCs that came out, I just focused on building my team around those SBCs. So I had all these really powered up players, but they didn't cost me money or coins. It was more so just like, kind of grinding the game to earn packs to get players so that I could then put into SBCs. That's that's a weird part from an outsider is when I see people talking about ultimate team, like this is the main reason to play FIFA is that's not football. You're just opening packs, collecting cards, collecting players. It seems like, guys, Pokemon isn't a bad game. You can play it. There's a lot of games where you just capture things. There's a lot of card-based games. You can play some Hearthstone if you want. But I think that see, I think that's that what you're after. I think that in a way, especially the way that I was doing it last year with the SBCs, you're it really kind of mirrors football because you're building a squad from the ground up, and then by the end of the kind of the game, or as it gets to like team of the season, you've kind of got this almost end game squad that you've built where you started off with these non rare gold players that were worth nothing. Now you've built your way up to this. Um, so yeah. in a way, I feel like it is kind of football because you're building your own club you're building your own team um and because you play it so much and like there's objectives that are around that revolve around playing it you end up becoming attached to like certain cards that you get that might not be worth that much at the end but they've just absolutely dominated for you throughout the whole of ultimate team so you hang on to them yeah so yeah there's a bit of like i guess a agency and ownership of your yeah. team so you get attached to it 
That's fair enough. Now, like I said, I, I used to play a bit of a few football games. And sort of mid-2000s, I remember there was a lot more discussion between Pro Evo and FIFA comparing the two. And I remember around then, more people were leaning toward Pro Evo. And I preferred Pro Evo as well. But then I sort of stepped away from the genre. And it, it's, it's cooked now. So FIFA is miles in front. And because they're so far in front, they are just doing the same thing. It sounds like minor tweaks each year, which in itself is a darn problem, we'll get to in a moment. But Pro Evo has now become eFootball, a free-to-play game that is currently the worst-reviewed game in, on Steam. I believe in Steam history. Let me read out a few reviews really quickly. Please do. Words, words can't describe how great this game is, but numbers can. One out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Reality is often disappointing. This is the worst game I've ever played. It feels like a student project. They are wearing ankle weights for sure. <laughs> no pros, no cons, just two words. Absolute garbage. As a 15-year um, PES player and play, fan and player, it seems like it's done for me. Pretty damning. Well, yeah. I like the move, but it seems like they've 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 cooked it. So, yes, yeah, so they've moved to a free to play model where they will update the teams and squads periodically, which I think is the right way to go. Because, like you guys have just said, I mean, Sean, you forked at what seventy, eighty bucks for a new FIFA game. Chris, you managed to spend about one hundred ninety, <laughs> um, and you've got very minor changes. It's improved, yes, the meta's changed, but you haven't really got any new features. It. It feels very marginal, and it, that it could have just been this. This game could have been an email. You know what I mean? It's just such a minor thing. Yeah, it, it could minor change could all around. You're paying majority of that money you've spent is buying the same thing again. So I like the change to the model of the free update, but um, I've been watching some footage of eFootball. It's so bad. There was such a nice build up towards it. So. They kept building up. Same with FIFA. They built up like, their facial recognition technology. They scan real players' and, um, faces and their movement. I think with FIFA, they had some technology. I can't remember what it was called, but they were tracking their movement in a different way. And it looks like that really reflects. But in eFootball, <laughs> I don't know what happened with the face scan. Maybe somebody spilled coffee on the machine. I don't know. But all their faces look like they're facing into a fan and their cheeks are being filled up with air. It, it, it's so bizarre. They're... They're just contorting. It looks like a, a screenshot from the thing. And they're running around. Their limbs aren't, like, properly attached to their body. The the, the crowds look like something out of the Scorpion King. <laughs> it looks so fucking bad. I mean, what, you guys are more kind of connected with the the uh, football world. What's been the overarching reaction to, to eFootball? Bad. It's, which, it's odd because... In previous years, the graphics on Pro Evo were probably a bit better than FIFA. Um, like in terms of the player scans and stuff, like whenever there was a Pro Evo, a new Pro Evo coming out, the some of the images would start to come out, and people would freak out at how realistic it looked. Uh, so it's odd that it's still it's still Konami, it's still the same company, but it's like because it's a free game now, they've just gone in a completely different direction, just not giving a shit. Oh, sorry. We've been burbo Konami before many, 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 many times. Um, but even before eFootball, Pro Evo was a fair fair bit behind. Pro, FIFA had really just got a commanding lead in that one-on-one. 
That, that, was, that was almost a football reference, wasn't it? It's good. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I try. Look, I try. I try. It's very strange playing a sports game where the commentating is actually decent when my sort of comparison is AFL Evolution. <laughs> uh, it's it's night and day in that that one. But why had that that separation happen? Like you said, Chris, Pro Evo look better. I know graphics aren't everything, obviously. But what did FIFA do to become the most popular option before eFootball disaster happened? There's there's one thing, and it's Ultimate Team. Really? The only reason. So I actually made the switch to Pro Evo when FIFA 20 was out. So I played FIFA 20 for probably about six months, and then I just I hated that game so much, and I hated the gameplay that there was a bit of a sale on the PS Store of Pro Evo one day where it was pretty cheap, and I was like, oh, stuff it. I'm just going to download it and give it a go, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was really good. The one thing that was missing was they have their online version of like Ultimate Team, but no one plays it. Everyone plays Ultimate Team. Everyone plays FIFA. They've just got the mar- the stranglehold on the market where if you go to something else, you're just not going to enjoy yourself because there's no one there. I'm surprised they didn't just do a rip-off, rip-off of Ultimate Team. It doesn't seem like the most complex system, it, and it's not like it's an original concept that FIFA, you know, that EA thought up. As with a lot of things, EA have you know, pinched some good ideas and they've changed them and tweaked them, which is fair enough. Surprise, Konami didn't do the same. Um, instead, they've gone with that. Let's just completely change the game with the free-to-play market. Games can be free-to-play and make a lot of money. Fortnite, Apex, Rocket League, which we'll get into a moment. The that I, I think it's a very, very good and interesting strategy, but the product they put out is... Not great. It looks bare bones. Were, I was watching a few review videos off it, and they're saying that you know there's like a few challenge modes and stuff like that. But the challenge mode is like win one game. Next challenge, win two games. Okay, cool. It's there's no there's nothing like a um, vault or anything like that. It's just basic arcade play, online arcade play. And <laughs> when you run, and you when you take your finger off whatever button is run. Your player doesn't like sort of lose momentum; they stop dead. <laughs> so in a, in in a, the so called beautiful game, which is all about fluid momentum and stuff like that, and style, the gameplay for I saw is just a bunch of players very st- suddenly stopping. And also, if you're swapping between players, they lose their momentum. So that momentum you had with one player running doesn't continue on when you swap to the next player as you would want it to to feel fluid in the way you're controlling it. They just stop and they start up again. They start slow and they, they speed up. It's so janky and awkward. Like the cutscenes, they sort of just freeze at some point. The players, like, hands will go through each other and stuff like that. And look, these games are known for being a bit glitchy. FIFA as well. One of the best things about FIFA is the first few weeks, all the gifts that come out. But eFootball is on another fucking level. This is cooked. Are you guys going to even go there? Are you guys morbidly curious? No, I'm not. I'm not curious. I've I've always been a FIFA player. I'm one of those weird people that have been with it throughout. Even when, like Chris was saying, Pro Evo kind of made its way over the top of FIFA, I was always still a FIFA player. Um, and especially with the release of this and how bad it looks, it just seems like they've dropped the ball on it. They... The opportunity was there, like like we said, the the updating system and having it free to play seems like the logical choice to release your games nowadays. Like the like that would be a great way to dictate the market, but they've just 
dropped it completely. They've just taken a step back 10 years and it just looks looks crap. It It's such an interesting thing because if they, if they can get this right, and look, they're not going to just give up in the game at this point. They will keep updating it. It will get to a point where it's playable, I guess. Um, but this could be a very interesting shift in that market because if it becomes good, people will jump off FIFA, I reckon. Or it will get new players. I'll play it. If, it. if it gets good, I'll play it. I, I'm not keen on spending $350 like Chris does to buy FIFA. I will happily play it free online. And I know a lot of people who will just get involved that way, make it into it. And then I think there is a, a level of, um, I mean, like, like people back for different football teams, you back for your football game. Some people just are, are bolt on FIFA fans. There's no real rhyme or reason why they never stopped. Same with Pro Evo. They just, they are there. They just have an attachment to it, which is fair enough. But I think this can make people will stop over or just set up new, completely new alliances. It's interesting. I'm on the eFootball bandwagon because I just want to see this absolute garbage fire. I, I do have a morbid curiosity of like, I think it would be fun to stream one night just for shits and giggles. Done. Um, just to see how bad it is. Um, but I remember when they first announced eFootball a few months ago and they announced that Pro Evo was going and they were replacing it with this new, this new kind of almost subscription model. Um, there was a lot of a lot of mixed reviews, but there was a lot of a fair bit of hype around. Oh, like this is a new idea. This could be the thing that finally pushes people away from FIFA. But then the rest of the community was kind of just like, "Oh, well, okay, Pro Evo's dead. Like, rest in peace." And I think that these these first looks that we've had of it have it have kind of shown that that was the right reaction at the time. So. I mean, for one, good news. I have just pressed download on eFootball, <laughs> so <laughs> that's happening. It sounds like FIFA, EA can keep doing the same thing year after year after year after year because they have absolutely no competition at the moment. People will buy it, and that sucks. Not just it sucks in like a, a moral sense that they can do that. It sucks as a fan as well. No, competition, you know, there's no um, innovation without competition. So the game is going to become quite stale, I think. Now, aside from the two big boys in FIFA and Pro there are a bunch of other football games. Do you think those more niche games could become the future? Rocket League, I'm counting. Rocket League is a football game at the core. Um, you've got... I know you had Volta, but fuck it. I'll bring back FIFA Street. FIFA Street is one of the most fun games I've ever played. And you've also got stuff like dedicated games like Football Manager. Do you think those niche games are sort of the next wave? Yeah. I think there's a market for those games. We've seen it with Rocket League, 100%. It is it is a football game. It's just cars driving. You're doing – that's the same thing. You're hitting a ball into a net. Um, football Manager has a market as well. I, I know people that play Football Manager once they've had their fun with FIFA over the few months, but they'll play Football Manager the rest of the year. It's just something hey, that they do in the Can you explain Football Manager to me? Because – I look at that game, I see screenshots of it, and is it is it exactly what I think it is? You set up your team and you kick back and you watch it like a yep. like a like a proud dad. Yep. Exactly right. And it's, it's fantastic. The game you have on in the background while you're doing shit. It's that's that's exactly what so, it is. So I so I got really into football manager a few years ago. I only ever played the I, I remember playing it when I was young, when I was probably about like eleven or twelve. Um I had the PC version, but recently I've only ever played the mobile version, so not the full kind of version um 
that like you still have to pay for it. It costs like 10, 15 bucks for the mobile version. Sorry, but a fifteen dollar football manager game <laughs> on your phone. No, but I holy so shit, I got, I'm dizzy from that. About four years ago, I got so invested in it and I was playing it every day on the train on my way to work and then on the way home. And it filled my train ride like forty five minutes to an hour of being on the train in the morning and then at night. It was the best because I was just so invested in this. I was managing like this this Division Two Italian oh team and just trying to find these absolute gem players, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds in like France and stuff. And it was incredible. And I'm, I'm hanging like for the new one to come, like the new mobile version to come out. With like stereotypes, you got like, you know, the people who like sports, like cool and athletic and stuff like that. And you got video game fans, a bunch of nerds and stuff like that. The middle of that Venn diagram is where Chris lives. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why, but he gets the worst from both worlds. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's spending $15 play a football manager game on the train on the way to work. No, Chris, I'm teasing you. That sounds very, very wholesome considering that you're 80 fucking five years old. <laughs> I would play... Football manager, if it was, like, local teams, say, like, you were, like, it was, like, the under-10s, t- under and you also had to, like, deal with, like, shitty parents and stuff like that, <laughs> that would be good. Give me a career mode in that, and that would be the best. You started for, like, just a dad who takes over the team. <laughs> and then you take him to, like, you know, the regional championships. I don't know what under sports have. I think there's probably a market for that. that. What about FIFA? Like, did Vol- was the Volta mode sort of popular enough do you think it may may have been testing the water for its own um you know kind of a solo release yeah i think so they like even how much more they've made it this year like you can tell they're going that direction to bring fifth street back whether it's just like next year there's a fifa volta game that they release um, Fever Street had a huge, huge market. So many players. Like Fever you were Street saying, was so and good. I think Fever Street was good because it was a little bit arcadey. I think it was Fever Street Two that had it was really arcadey. Um, but it brought in a lot of players that um didn't play FIFA hardcore, but still wanted to dabble in football games. Fever Street yeah. definitely brought in a lot of newer players. Um, so I, I, I think that the, if they brought that back, a lot of people would switch onto it easily. I remember when FIFA Street came out, it was at the time where there weren't many games that led you to sort of just like step in and step out. It was, no, you're going to sit down for a few hours and play these games because it was aimed at a younger market who didn't have full-time jobs and stuff like that. So I think that a lot of the games that came out were meant to be enjoyed in a longer state. But FIFA Street was a little bit different because I could sit down, I could play a few games and then kick off. And it was great. Now that the market has changed a little bit, so... I think uh, developers are aware that some people want to play games a little bit quicker, just have a quick bite and then go do something else. The my it, it is right for Volta to come back, but get rid of Volta. Bring back FIFA Street Three. Let's not fuck around anymore. FIFA Street Three. Bring it back in a football game for non-football game fans because it is more of an arcade stylish game. It's all about style. You're doing tricks and stuff. You're doing flips. You're kicking the you kick the ball off the wall. Yeah, oh, man. So- I remember there was a mode where it was just literally you juggling the ball and like flicking the right analog stick to do little tricks. And I played the shit out of that, man. I played that more <laughs> than I played the normal like 3v3. It, it, it was like Tony Hawk meets FIFA. Yes. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Um, and then we got Rocket League, of course, which I mean, the Rocket League brand that just does so many different sports. I do basketball and stuff like that but at core it's 
soccer. Sometimes you can get very unrealistic soccer scores. Like when we had our story mode games, Christopher, I will never forgive you for that. You beat us about 10 nil and I fucking hate you for it still. I'm a very bad person. Is there, are there any games, soccer games that I'm missing? I hear there's one coming. Is there a new one coming out soon? Or am I wrong there? No. Hmm, okay. It could be. But other than those three and the, and the two big ones, are there any football games that we're missing here? Not from my memory, no. No, apart from like AFL Evolution. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Don't take the law. <laughs> the game vain. is <laughs> the ultimate Essendon. football game. Sean, have you played AFL Evolution? Yeah, man. I um, I remember. So there's Evolution. Evolution Two came out not too long ago, yeah, like a year or two ago. Yeah, um, last year. I remember when Evolution came out. I had a, a good friend of mine that broke his leg, so we sat there playing that on the couch for like. Six hours a day, just just playing. Why that. would you put? Why would you? Freeman just saw trap of yours. <laughs> no, he was the one that wanted to play. It, to be fair, but yeah, that game. Oh man, it just feels like a, a PlayStation Two game. Do you think we'll ever get an AFL game? At not look, not the same caliber as FIFA and Pro Evo. That's not going to happen. We Australia doesn't have a Konami or an EA. Maybe years and years from now we will. That'd be fantastic. But at the moment, I think it's Blue Ant Studios who do the yeah, AFL they, they do the AFL games. Yeah, they're small, uh, and there's a lot of pressure on them because you have a national game made by a very small studio, and people who don't really know much, you know, not to generalize, but you have a lot of people who play the game that probably don't know the video game kind of landscape. They don't appreciate that. Hey, some company, you know, FIFA is made by one of the biggest companies in the world. It's going to have a bit more money and uh, talent behind it. You can't, you just cannot expect that level of effort and, and resources put into an AFL game. But do you think we'll ever see a good AFL game? I think the thing that hurts the new ones is the nostalgia of the older ones. Like, I will always compare any AFL game that comes out to AFL Live Premiership Edition 2004. Like, it was the greatest AFL game that ever came out. And I spent so many hours on that game as a 13-year-old. But that nostalgia of those games from when they were they were kind of like the first proper AFL games that we had come out, and we were all younger then. And now they're probably still at the same level as what they were back then. And it's just you look at it now as an adult, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. Whereas back then we were like, holy shit, AFL game, this is amazing. And I think that nostalgia they just hurts They should really it. lean back into the whole retro vibe of the old ones, but just give them, give us new players and you know, make it work a little better. Bring back the handball goals off the uh, <laughs> of AFL Evolution 1. Look, if you haven't heard of AFL Evolution or you're keen to watch some AFL Evolution, um, go, go onto Twitter and follow our mates at Jock Reynolds. They're doing some... Uh, AFL Evolution streaming, I believe, over the over the off season, and it's very good. They ran the um the grand final simulation in uh, AFL Evolution Two, and Steph Martin got the Norm Smith. It was fantastic. He scored like seven goals. They also they also season. run a bit of a, a competition that you can get involved in, similar to like Supercoach meets their AFL Evolution game, and it's really fun. <laughs> so much effort put into it. I, I love know. it. Uh, we need to get the lads back on. Now, okay, I'm going to give you two open slather on this last little part. Design, give me a bit, what would make the perfect football game? Because 
whenever a new football game comes out, all people do is complain. Now I'm finally giving... I'm saying this like I will design it if you guys give me a good enough idea. <laughs> Look, stop criticizing it. What do you want in the game? What would make it perfect? You can go, Sean. <laughs> you, guys are, you don't okay. know. Uh, for me, for me, it'd be balanced, man. Like I said, there's every every not just FIFA sports games in general. There's always a meta. There has to be one aspect of the game that they rely on to have people compete. Whether it's pace, whether it's having like tall players, like whatever it is, there's always a meta. And I think that you need to find the the perfect. FIFA game where there's just a balance of you can have a pacey winger, but then also if you have a slow center back that is way stronger and way bigger, he can just body him off the ball and do it well. Um, I honestly think the only thing that would make the best FIFA game for me is balance. Simple as that. You just need to like have everything balanced in every... I'm not saying that like Liverpool can compete with Melbourne victory in a game because that just isn't realistic, but if you're playing with top-tier players, it needs to be a good balance. Yeah, I would... 100% agree. I was actually saying this to my partner this morning. I was talking about the new FIFA last night and I was saying it just it feels like they've got the balance right this time and I hope they don't tinker with it a month in because... Sorry, because I just imagine you bringing this up and she just walks away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that one thing that's annoyed me with with sports games in the past, but in particular with FIFA, especially probably the last few years, is that when you're playing online with someone in like division rivals or in foot champs, it's become less about playing the game and more about exploiting the mechanics of the game. And that's what's really frustrating about it is that I wouldn't, like, I play a lot of FIFA, but I wouldn't by any means call myself a hardcore FIFA player. Like, I'll play it every night for a few hours, but I'm not playing it. Like, I've got a kid. On weekends, I'm not playing it for eight hours straight. I, I in my downtime at night after he goes to bed, that's kind of my time to play games. And generally, I'll play FIFA. Lardy da, Mister Priority. So I play Jesus it. I, I play it a lot, but I wouldn't call myself a hardcore gamer. And so when I do get onto things like Foot Champs, it's frustrating in the in previous years where you just come up against these people who, like, I just want to play the game. I want to have fun. I want to be a little bit competitive. I don't want to come up against someone who's just trying to exploit the mechanics to the point where it's just pissing me off. And they're just Wait, what's so foot champs. So foot champs is it's kind of the real hardcore mode of ultimate team. So it's where you try and you can you've got the you come up against kind of the you qualify for it and you come up against the best players. Like the um, best of the um, best. Okay, yeah. yeah, the, the best of the best. League. And it's it's only on on a weekend and the higher ranking you get, you can win like really good rewards. And they not call it foot champs. It sounds like a Tarantino film. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I just I end up when I play those things, it becomes less about enjoyment of the game, and ultimately that's what a game should be. It should you, you're there to have fun with it, and you're there to enjoy it. Yeah, it becomes less about the enjoyment and more just me spending the day getting pissed off at someone because they're just playing it like a jackass. Yeah, and it's like they're doing it purely to just get a quick win rather than to just play the game. Um, so I think yeah, that, that's yeah. one of the reasons I, dro- I dropped off it because I. I never really got into the online modes back in the day because they were still relatively new. But it was also the same time that I, I fell off playing games like Call of Duty online. It's because I just found the, the community was probably the most toxic at that point. And I found that the same with football games. And I've stepped away from a lot of online gaming. I found, like, you know, for the most part, it's gotten better for me, I guess. Um, but I do see a lot of... 
the way people talk about playing FIFA online, it's that same sort of mentality that I'm just not interested in. I think you, you've got to write, play a game to have fun, not to exp- exploit, you know, mechanics and get, I, I can't get too far into like the meta of games and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I'm just here to play. I don't, I'm not here to exploit it because I'm, I'm ripping myself off. If I'm yeah. exploiting mechanics to make the game easier than what was my $432 that Chris <laughs> paid to play it. What's that? Four. I think that again. That's uh, that's that's me. Some people are gonna play play it differently, but I think that I a, can't get into it. a good game that like, an online game that kind of really combated that for me is probably Fortnite, where early on in Fortnite it all became about building, and that started to become really frustrating. And people were just exploiting building to like if, if you could build, then you, you were almost guaranteed to win. Um, but they've kind of credit to. To them, they've kind of found ways to get around that by adding in like fire and and different game modes where building isn't as as an important. Like I, every game is going to have mechanics that people can exploit to win, but I think it's on the the company then to find ways for kind of the people who don't want to do that to to combat with that and balance balance it out to balance bit. it out. And I feel, I feel like that's something that Fortnite's done. I'll leave it. I thought you were going to say that you're liking to playing Fortnite online because you don't get bullied. I'm like, dude, I play with you. You get bullied a lot because I bully you a fair bit when we play that game. But like, you are you are right. I think suitable patches and stuff like that coming out to, to rebalance the game mean a lot. So in the, in the life cycle of FIFA 21, did that happen by the time, you know, if you play, if you play FIFA 21 now, is it relatively well balanced? Have they managed to patch out a lot of those mechanics that can be exported, or they just don't bother because they know people are going to play it anyway? No, like so that's the problem with EA. Yeah, <laughs> like we said, they they stuff that game up a month in. So, like for yeah. example, my experience with FIFA Twenty One, so last year's FIFA was at the start. I was hardcore man. I played Foot Champs, the weekend league. The first weekend, I went like so. You get thirty games, Jesse. That's how you're ranking. I went like 24 and six. It was one of the best weekend leagues I've done. Bam. Next weekend, followed it up similar. I think I had like 21 wins, something like that. And then the patch came out and it just turned the game to doo-doo. And I tried that weekend league and my first three games, I just got absolutely ripped by like the same pace maneuver out onto the wing, cutting in like a low cross and scoring like in a row. And I was like, this people are just going to do the same move every single game to win. And they didn't really do much to fix it, which is a shame. Um, yeah. I still played FIFA every now and then, but I didn't play any online stuff because it was just shit like that. Um, and that's kind of the hope for this year is that they don't do that again. Like yeah. we said, he hit the hit the nail on the head. We don't want them to mess it up with a, a a month patch in where they just turn the whole gameplay shift into a different direction, and it brings out the people that abuse the game mechanic. Now, like that fixes up sort of the, the gameplay of any new FIFA or you know, any new football game that came came out. Would you guys want more like like that career mode? Like, a, would you want a full length? What was that guy's name? Alex Ryder. What Alex was his Hunter. name? Alex Hunter. Alex Ryder's a guy from the spy books. <laughs> Alex Hunter. Would you want like a full blown campaign with him? You start off like as a, a rookie or a local player. I don't know how soccer works. But you work your way fully up. And it has a few twists. It's probably as in depth as the NBA. I can't remember what their version of it yeah, is, but their sort their of narrative career. campaign. Yeah. My career, yeah. Would you want something like that? Or is it just you play it for Ultimate Team, really? Let's put all the effort into there. Let's not worry about the bells and whistles. Let's just get that right. For me, so I love when sports games integrate storylines. That's why I love the journey. 
I actually, before I started really playing Ultimate Team, I used to mainly play career mode. And I loved kind of taking a club from like the championship, like really low down in, in England and playing four or five seasons, eventually make it to the Premier League and make it to the Champions League and and stuff like that while starting off with a player and creating a player and starting off at a lower league, lower ranked team and working my way up. I absolutely loved that. And the reason I fell off is because EA just stopped putting effort into it. They they know that Ultimate Team is where the money is and people a lot of people just buy FIFA for the Ultimate Team and that's where they're going to make their profits. So because of that, they just do not put any effort into expanding career mode. This year, I mean, it's 2021, it's FIFA 22, and for the first time ever, you can actually in career mode create your own club. You would have thought that that would have been something six or the seven years part, ago. I don't know, yeah. the basic. No, you would you would think that that would have been in the game for years. But this is, and people are hyped about it because they're like, "Oh wow, EA is actually doing something with career mode." In reality, wow, the basics. They've added in the basics, and we've just been so starved of anything that we're kind of like, "Oh, this is something new." That's going to be one of the bad things. I think if the eFootball look again, eFootball is broken, but the concept and idea is really good of having this whole free to play. <laughs> thing that that adapts over time if the review pile on the reviews have become a bit of a pile on if that continues that will they won't bother with it too much they'll go on to the next project and that could be one of the worst things for fifa fans because that means fifa's ea's biggest competition in the football sphere is gone they can just keep putting out the same shit every single year and as much as people complain about it they will buy it yeah Pretty much. Call of Duty's lifted their game when Battlefield decided to kick off again. And now they've had to do something a little bit different. I'm not saying it's always going to work, but they're, they're trying new stuff. Yeah. If Battlefield wasn't kicking off again, Call of Duty could just keep doing the same thing. We probably wouldn't even have um, Warzone because they could just do their annualized bullshit every year. Competition is healthy in games. Like you're exactly. saying Call of Duty got better because Fortnite released free Battle Royale. They made their own Battle Royale and now, and COD kind of had it for a bit now with Battlefield coming out, they're, they're making it better again. Um, back in the day with basketball, it used to be EA versus 2K and then EA dropped completely off that and now it's just driven by 2K. That's the only basketball market game you can get, which is same as FIFA, like we're saying, there's a lot of areas of complaints. It's the same thing, but people are going to buy it every year. And now yeah. you're saying, as, again, with FIFA, if this eFootball doesn't go well, they're just going to keep releasing the bare minimum that they have to because people are still going to buy it. So I think to wrap up, I think what we're saying is everyone go play eFootball. <laughs> eFootball, story mode, video games, recommended game of the year. Um, it's free currently on Steam. It has a whopping. Let me just have a quick look. Um, overall reviews are overwhelmingly negative. Um, <laughs> yikes. Um, this is the worst game of game I've seen or played. Is this game a joke? Oh, here we go. This game needs a lot of work, but I can see it becoming a good pass the time game. So that's a that's a sweet note to, to finish on. I think it's it's I'll, actually I'll, we'll give it a go this week and we'll see what's what's happening there. One other thing I'll say as well with like Ultimate Team from my experience last night, just talking about EA adding in the bare minimum. Playing Ultimate Team last night, as I said, I didn't notice a whole lot of difference outside of the gameplay, but, like, the little things they have added, I kind of felt myself laughing at because, like, last year they added in where you have your own stadium and ultimate team and you can expand on it and you can change, you can have, like, fireworks that go off and, like, banners around the ground and stuff. 
the things they've added in for this year, the main things I noticed was like the banners you can add in two-pronged banners and you can add in streamers, different colored streamers that come Finally. down. And it was like, again, bare minimum. And I, fu- I found myself at one point, I saw them and I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. And then I thought to myself, that's not cool at all. That, that That's something that should have no, been added in years ago. Don't forget, Chris, they added in a <laughs> VIP section where the most <laughs> valuable people will sit in the arena. Game changer. So, yeah, it's, again, adding bare minimum, and because we've been so starved of it, it's just kind of, you're kind of like, oh, that's nice. But when you actually think about it, you're like, oh, that's that's not nice at all. That's terrible. I think, look, I think you guys need to look at your relationship with football games, because this (laughs) is becoming uh, very toxic. It's not good. But, look, we'll we'll check in with you guys in a few weeks and see where you are. Hey, who knows? I could get massively into eFootball and just become an absolute monster. I mean, but we'll see what happens. In a few weeks' time, I probably will have bought another two copies of FIFA 22 just because I've found a way that I have to. God damn, you're an idiot. <laughs> God damn it. But if you want to hear, listen to a bunch of more idiots talk about video games, we are on Spotify and iTunes. Look at that. That was kind of a segue of sorts. We're on Spotify and iTunes. We have, what, almost 100 episodes now. It's insane. So subscribe and leave us a review while you're there. Check out Fan Critical. They keep our lights on. Don't even need lights on for record during the day, so that saves money. But go check out their podcast as well. They've got a whole bunch of new shows. Subscribe, leave reviews because they help us out. If you want to keep up to date with all your video game news and reviews and things to use, storymodegaming.com. We're also on social media because, of course, we are. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AUS. If you go onto our Twitter, we are currently, as of the date, Finishing on the 7th of October, so I don't know when this podcast will come out exactly. It'll be before that, though. Um, we have a Metroid Dread competition, so retweet our pinned tweet. Give us a follow, and you can win a copy of Metroid Dread for the Nintendo Switch. Australian residents only. Uh, well, of course, we're on Twitch. At Stormwind AUS, like we've mentioned a few times, we record these podcasts live every week. They're normally on a Sunday night, but we mix it up this week. Uh, but we do, re- you know, play different games. We'll play some eFootball. We'll play some regular football, play some Forest, play some Fortnite. Any game that's up to the F, we'll probably play it. Um, and of course, we're on Fan Critical. We're on Fan Critical, we're on Patreon. God damn it. 84 episodes that I messed up the intro once, outro once. Oh my God, I did it again. <laughs> if you go into Patreon, search for Fan Critical, you can donate a dollar, but listen, after hearing that outro, I probably wouldn't if I was you. <laughs> but you do get access to a bunch of bonus goodies, so hey, why not? But with that, Shawnee, Chris, thank you for joining in. I'm glad you guys finally got a, a, a time to get football off your chest a little bit. Good, good vent. Um, and thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks everyone listening. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're playing some games. And I hope you had a good time. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>